Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning into the Be Bold Show for Women Entrepreneurs. I am your host, Lori Carice, and today I have with us Annika Jackson, VP of Operations, Full Capacity Marketing. Today, our topic is Believe Your Own Hype. Actually, let me say that with a slammer. Believe your own hype. I like it. (laughs) You had to believe. Annika, welcome. Thank you so much, Lori. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, I had to, you know, I'm sitting here reading your your topic and I'm like, no, you got to believe, right? You have to say yeah. it and, and and affirm that message and, and be strong. This is the Be Bold show. So, so ladies, let's be bold. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, how we believe our own hype. Well, I've been in marketing and PR for a little over 25 years, which is always, it's like, really that I'm that old, (laughs) but I've, I've done a little bit of everything. And currently I'm VP of operations for a marketing and firm and communications firm. I also teach grad school at USC Annenberg, and I teach on the PR side and the digital media management side. And then I also have a podcast and which is how we met. And one thing I found not for myself and also for a lot of people who come to me as, as clients and even in my current role as a VP, but my CEO, who's a brilliant woman who's had her own virtual agency for over 21 years and never done PR, but she's won a lot of awards. And I think as women, we put so much pressure on ourselves and often, I mean, I know I've been through it all. I've I went from making six figures to becoming a stay-at-home mom to trying to do little entrepreneurship activities that I could do while my daughter was in school to getting divorced, going fully back into the workforce and figuring out who I was and what my identity was outside of my marriage, outside of being a mom. And I think this is something that a lot of us struggle with, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're a parent of a fur baby or a child, you know, a human child or whatever. A lot of times we just don't have that confidence that we see men present, right? This is, it's factual that in the workforce, men will go after things, even if they don't have anywhere close to the skill set. But as women, even if we have 80% of the ability and the skills, we still don't build, bring that confidence to our roles. And so we undersell ourselves. We reduce our rates because, you know, we're trying to be nice and trying to be kind and trying to be people pleasers. And I've made all these mistakes. So I'm saying this from experience, but also from seeing, we need to believe our own hype. We need to realize that we are amazing women. And as entrepreneurs, we might not be able to do everything perfectly, but we can stand in our power. If you have the passion, the ability, and you know what you're bringing to the world through your product or service or business, believe it, believe in yourself and what the market wants to see today. If you're talking to prospective customers, if you're speaking to Um, potential investors or sponsors of something that you're doing, if you're talking to journalists, you need to show that you are that thought leader, that you have that experience. And a lot of times we just discount things because we say, oh, well, you know, I, I did that as a volunteer or I didn't do everything that I could have done, but don't put that to the side, believe your own hype and stand in your own power because that is what's going to get you ahead. And going back to the example of my CEO, you know, she has such a great story to tell. We work a lot with workforce development, education, nonprofits. Her story came out of that. 
And she's like, oh, I'm not, I'm nothing special. I don't have a story to tell. We all have a story to tell. We all have something unique that's going to help other people and propel them to want to work with us, to want to follow us, or just to be aspirational. Uh, I see it all the time with my college students. They often don't know how to stand up for themselves, how to speak about themselves when they're talking to a prospective employer. And so part of what I do is have them listen to podcast episodes of different podcasts. And I have guest speakers come in and talk about their careers because I want them to understand that they know who they are and they just need to show that to the world. They need to believe their own hype to position themselves to get the best possible job they can. I feel like we have a pretty similar journey. And before I kind of take you further down that road, so you've had your own business. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you had corporate America, six figure, had your own business and now you work for somebody else. I do. Well, yes. Don't I shrug. Work. Don't shrug. And that's going to lead me into my next. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I was in corporate. Then I left corporate when I got married, started my own business. Then it was just too much to handle with my having a little one with a husband who traveled all the time, stopped working, went into philanthropy moved to another city. I've lived in multiple, this, that's another story for another day, too long for our podcast today, but um, moved to Houston, had a few businesses of my own. When I moved back to LA in 2019, I started my own business and I've had that. And I still run, my podcast is my own thing. I have an online module program that's my own. And then I've stepped in, basically I'm now merging in with this uh, other company so that I can take over for the CEO in a couple of years when she wants to retire. And I wanted you to say that without shrugging because I'm on a similar path. And and oh. and that I think this is actually can be a very powerful message to other women. And what's also funny is um, you and I in the green room, we spoke, we actually live both in Los Angeles area, opposite ends. You just mentioned Houston. I've been, I lived in spring oh my for nine years. And we moved back about eight or nine years ago. Okay. That's so funny. So yeah, we're on similar paths. I left a six-figure job <laughs> and started a family and did the stay-at-home mom thing. But I don't call it the stay-at-home mom because it was a work-at-home mom. That's when I actually started my business. And I've been running it for 15 years. However, this is where I want you to empower me and support me. Um, because a little bit of me wants to shrug, but I just returned to a full-time position. Mm -hmm. The pandemic did uh, a lot of destruction on my business, which is in the events industry. And yes, I run the radio network and podcasts. And while that is a business, it's not the full-time income I used to make. Okay. I actually almost look at it as a whole new startup because it's a different phase. It's a different community. And um, it's just a different level of my business. It's not full-time. And I am also single. I am a single parent and I need that full-time revenue. So I recently just went back to corporate America, uh, putting my advertising cap back on and I love it. I am so happy and it's giving me, it's empowering me with, you know, the financial needs, you know, the, the, the earnings I need to make. And I'm, I'm back with a bunch of benefits. I'm planning my retirement and it feels so good, but it was all about timing. And yes, part of me wanted to shrug because it was like, you know, it's, 
it's powerful when you say, you know, I'm self-employed. I've been running my own business for 15 years. And people look at you kind of like, wow, good for you. Good for you. That's that's great. Because a lot of people who start their own business, they don't make it past that three years. Yeah. And I've been doing it for 15 years. This was definitely a choice for me because at this stage in my life, I was like, well, can I completely rebuild? Probably. Mm-hmm. but I don't have it in me anymore. Like it was really hard the first time around. I'd have to look at my entire business as a startup and something has kind of happened to me when it comes to events and those strategies and how you feel, how you know how vulnerable you are and you can get shut down. Um, I'm, I'm choosing to not rebuild that part of my business. And I'm, I'm, I love the whole, you know, audio summits. That's how I'm converting my, my passion for events is with audio summits and using the radio. But when I was listening to you and, you know, yes, part of me wants to shrug. And the other part of me is this was an empowering moment. I'm taking control. I'm taking charge. I'm not going to be vulnerable. And I'm stepping back into a career that I've loved and um, it's extremely progressive. It's TV advertising. I used to work for a newspaper mm-hmm. and I love it. Plus, I still get to build my business. And yeah. actually, I'm, I'm going to have even more security because of that. But I, I think it's an important message to those women who feel like they can't do both or if they feel like... Um, starting their own business is a little bit too much for them and they have to go back into, you know, corporate America. It, it's not a have to, it's a choice. And maybe it is that have to, you know, it's like, wow, I need security, but that's also a bold move and believe your own hype because you take it with you. My new job, I, I landed this position over other very qualified candidates. They told me what really stood out was my um, entrepreneurial skills and my entrepreneurial experience. And, you know, I tried to, yes, I really wanted to make sure that stood out, but carrying that into like the interview stages, I didn't want to be like a know-it-all. So I did kind of pull back a little bit. And now my boss, she's like, Lori, you are way exceeding my expectations. (laughs) I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to ask for a raise in month one, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, so believe your own hype, take it with you. And, and I did kind of try to pull back a little bit. I mean, I wanted my resume to pop and get the interview, right. but you don't want to feel like you don't want to go into an interview and, and act like you're more skilled than the person interviewing you. And, and I, you know, this is when I moved back to LA, I did try to get a job. And I often found that I was overqualified. I think what, that's one of the problems when you're an entrepreneur and you had to do so many different things. Sometimes people get scared to hire you because they think that you're going to know more than they do because they think, oh, she's an entrepreneur. She's going to quit the first moment that she doesn't like something here. Or we have varied skill sets. We don't have necessarily one specific. And I'll also blame that on my ADD. <laughs> but I like to do a lot of different things and I like to activate different parts of my brain. So no, I'm not only a publicist. I don't only have event experience. I don't only have branding experience. I don't only do digital advertising. I know a little bit about a cross section. And so that makes a really good manager, director, C-suite person for a lot of these companies, but not necessarily um, an employee. And so that is a lot of the barriers I was coming about, but I personally... 
another thing I found is I just had to be consistent in who I am. I had to keep showing up and say, I believe in myself. The right person is going to believe in me too. So my business actually built up during the pandemic. I've got so many referrals. I built up a virtual PR agency, ended up merging last year with another firm. It was not the right decision for me or my clients or my team. Uh, I, I didn't vet the company as much as I should have. They're a great company, but our value systems, the way we worked, the way we approached clients, the way my clients felt, they didn't feel seen and heard and validated in the same way that they had when it was just my agency. So I left that opportunity, restarted, similar to what I'm hearing you say. And then I had this opportunity, and this was about a six month vetting process to join this other company. But what's beautiful is I'm okay being an employee because I also have ownership. Like she is putting me in position to helm the company someday. She wants me to have my podcast. She still wants me to teach. She still wants me to have my own brand and do all the things that I've done to build up who I am as an entrepreneur and a person because it adds more value to her company. We now have clients who have said, oh, I listened to a podcast episode and it changed the way I went to Sacramento and spoke to this appropriations committee because I won't put storytelling into our analyses. So they're learning things through the things that I'm bringing to the table too. So it's really a win-win because I'm able to learn so much from her and get that mentorship that I think we often know we need, but don't know how to find. And at the same time, I'm bringing in a different set of skills. So it's been just a really beautiful experience. And I still get to think about entrepreneurial ideas that I can bring to the new company. So I'm still getting to do like all the things that I like to do as an entrepreneur, but also learn how to do the business side better. Oh, I love that. It, 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 yeah. I mean, you and I, I mean, we did not rehearse, you know, no, our background know. Like, or know anything so much We're, to talk about after there's this. There's <laughs> like such a synergy here. And I just think, and the reason why I'm kind of pushing this topic a little bit is I, I you know, it helps. I think this station is designed to inspire, motivate, empower, um, guide if needed. And if people are going through something, you know, it's not about just meditation and, and, and asking the universe to deliver, but it's what, what do you have that you can contribute and, and to make those bold moves. And for me, it was very bold for me to kind of re release some of my power, you know, that I, I run the, my own show. I can take a day off whenever I want to. I can work a half day. I'm in charge of all my own clients. And, you know, along the way, I explored a couple of opportunities that were very quickly recognized as not a right fit. Hmm. So, you know, I think the only thing as an entrepreneur for any amount of time is placement is going to possibly be the challenge. You have to find the right fit. And I also discovered that, you know, my, my, um, manager, I could see her as a mentor. She gets me. And that was really important. And you're right. I walked in feeling overqualified for the job. And I think the biggest concern when you've been an entrepreneur for so long, people look at you as, are you coachable? Yeah. Right. Because, you know, you're in a leadership role the entire time. So make sure to put out there, of course, that you are coachable, you are trainable, you you can follow, not just lead, but, you know, believe your own hype, just as you state that you 
your experience as an entrepreneur is very valuable, very valuable. It means you can juggle a lot. Um, you probably have a lot of community outreach skills that somebody who doesn't run their own operation have. So I think it's amazing. Um, I, I, it's incredible. And, and it's been challenging for me because I feel like I had to, uh, is, it was about timing. Timing had to be right. My kids are a little bit older. You know, I no longer have an elementary school child where there's a lot of short days and conference days for a week where I'm like, how would I have done that with a full-time job? And the pandemic has even taught businesses that, you know, you can do a lot of things virtually. I mean, I'll be honest right here to our viewers. My daughter has COVID. So I had to work from home all this week because of my own exposure. I can't take it to work. So I'm able to work from home. But my my standard role is also three days in the office, two days at home. So there's a lot of flexibility. The pandemic, you know, gave us a lot of misery, but I think it, it also has has changed the way business operates in many ways, uh, possibly for the better, to really nurture people, right? And that was one of the things in negotiating this role. I knew that she has successfully had a virtual company for 21 years. So I knew the role would be virtual, which was great because she's based in San Diego. We have people in, on the East Coast. Um, but what was really important to me was to have somebody who would believe in me and know that I am going to give it my all, but I'm going to need to take my daughter to school in the morning. I'm going to need to pick her up in the afternoon, get her to her activities. So I might be off in the afternoon for a little bit and then jump back on the computer later or a weekend or whatever I need to do to make up that time. But that time is really important. Knowing that my daughter is only with me for another three and a half years before she goes to college, I want to make sure that I'm getting as much of that time and getting to enjoy that experience with her. So that was something that was really important to me. And the other thing I think women, part of believing our own hype is realizing that everything you do, if you're, if you have a circumstance like me and you get divorced and you're like, okay, now I need to really go back in the workforce, those skills that you've built up, if you've been a stay-at-home parent or a volunteer at school or done volunteer, other volunteer organizations, that's all skill building as well. Learning how to manage other people, managing people's expectations, managing events, budgets, all of those things are skills that you've built up. They might not be skills in the office, but they are still so valuable. Uh, think about when uh, when veterans come back. A lot of people like to hire veterans because they know that they're going to have a certain skill set. They know how to show up on time. They know how to take direction. They know how to do certain things. Think about going back to the workforce or starting your own business the same way. We also have those skill sets. We just don't think about it that way because it's just the expectation society has always put on us as women is that we're just the caretakers and it doesn't mean anything. And it's not really a job if you're at home. <laughs> oh boy, you just hit a note for me with that one. I mean, I've been running my own business for almost 15 years. You don't yeah. think I've heard that oh, I'm sure. years ago. I mean, until until they saw that, like, oh, okay, she is keeping a roof over her head and she did buy a new car. <laughs> but I mean, you know how many times people have been I've definitely felt the looks that it's not a real job because I worked from home. Yeah. Now I think people get it a little bit more because the pandemic, you know, forced everybody to work from home. So you realize you can actually run an operation. And that's the other thing as being an entrepreneur, even pre, you know, COVID 
I think you bring a discipline mindset to the at-home work experience or work environment that don't assume I've got the TV on. Guess what? I've been doing this for 15 years. I've never, unless there was something, you know, serious going on in the news, I don't have the TV on. (laughs) I don't have, I don't care for the distraction. I don't need background noise. I like the quiet. Same. Do I run a load of laundry? Yeah. (laughs) Am I like, okay, right now I'm going to take a 15 vacuum break. (laughs) All right. Okay. Now I can go walk the dogs, whatever. Yeah. I find those moments, but that would just be like taking the break to go to the water cooler or get that extra cup of coffee and gossip with your coworkers, right? And I'm probably checking emails at 6 a.m. Yeah. Even though I'm going to kind of slow down around three when my kids get home. So, you know, it still balances out. I love it. I have a feeling you and I could just talk and talk and talk. Um, Before we wrap up, let me hear a little bit more about your podcast. Yep. So my podcast is called Your Brand Amplified. Um. I used to actually have a radio show and a Facebook live show in Houston when I lived there. Um, and that was about 2016 to 2019. And then when I moved back, we tried to do it, but then it just, it, it was a little bit harder. Everybody wasn't up to date on the zoom and we couldn't do all the production the way we used to. So then I had a client ask me to start po- doing her podcast. And then that quickly evolved into, wait, why am I spending all this energy on somebody else's? who doesn't really have the budgets or the time, I'm just going to do my own. I love talking to people. Mine is about entrepreneurship, business, marketing, PR strategies, SEO, digital investment, anything that people need to know. I bring in experts every time. And really, I just want to share as much as we can with other people so that you can get those quick tips and tricks to implement into your business, wherever you are in your business. And so your brand amplified, it's been around for about two and a half years. I get about 30,000 listeners a month and uh, trying to ramp that up. You know, I, it was something I did for fun. And then I was like, I should take this a little more seriously because I've met the best people doing it. And it's just, it's my, I don't want to call it a side hustle because it's something that I ingrain into my work every day because I learn things from my guests as well. Um, and I just, I love talking to people and making these connections. I agree. I always treat these guest spots is kind of like Lori's 15 minutes of therapy (laughs) because I walk into it, you know, it's like, okay, I see your profile. I see your topic. Great. Something I can engage in. And I I'm telling you, I just, I don't walk away until there's that aha moment, but usually that happens. So right away. And you can tell even in my voice when I'm jumping in, I'm engaging. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is my therapy again, working from home all these years. I don't have a team. I don't have the water cooler, you know, <laughs> what'd you watch on Netflix last night? So it's like, I really, I just love these business conversations. I actually, this feels like, you know, that boardroom environment, a little bit of a powwow. I get something from you. Hopefully you get something from me. The listeners get something from both of us, or it just gets their brains going and just like, Ooh, Ooh, you know, that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. So I love it. So thank you so much for being here uh, for our podcast listeners. Of course, I'm going to include information in our show notes, how to find your website for our radio only listeners. What's the best way to connect with you? You can find me on all socials at your brand amplified and amplify with Annika. And that's a N I K a LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I'm probably on Instagram the most out of the, and, and LinkedIn, the most out of those. You can also go to yourbrandamplify.com, figure out how to contact me. 
And for um, I'd be happy to also offer a free 30-minute strategy session with anyone who wants to just talk through any challenges they're having with marketing, as anything in marketing, branding, communications, PR, um, no obligation to work with me. I just love talking to people and giving that quick, you know, helping them work through little problems. So I'll give you the link for that as well. Wonderful. Annika, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, before I let you go, in the spirit of being bold, since this is the Be Bold show for women entrepreneurs, we, of course, always love to uh, offer those takeaways of which we had. But tell me, what are you doing this year to be bold? You have Mm -hmm. one big, bold move that you want to consider or or that you're actually taking action on? Gosh, there's a few. (laughs) I think I think leveraging your new relationship is amazing, but yeah, Yeah. that's been going on. So I would say one thing I'm doing is making sure I am really believing my own hype as well and using my story, sharing my story more. I'm going to be in a book that's releasing in the fall and just trying to speak to as many people as I can to make sure that they believe in themselves too. I realized a lot of people don't realize they have a story to tell. Everybody does believe your story. It is the best marketing PR tool that you have in your toolbox as an entrepreneur. Perfect. All right, Annika, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Lori. And you've been listening to the Be Bold Show for Women Entrepreneurs.